This is Library Nerds with Words, the podcast that gives you the word on all the cool, nerdy happenings at Peter White Public Library and the library universe beyond. From books and concerts to search engines and story times, the library nerds are in and ready to show you that being a nerd can be cool. Get ready, get set, get nerdy. Welcome back to Library Nerds of Words, the podcast that gives you the word on all the cool things going on at Peter White Public Library and the Library Universe Beyond, straight from the people who know it best, Library Nerds. My name is Marty Atkinson. I'm the Adult Programming Coordinator for Peter White Public Library, enjoying his second and final visit to Nerd Central Station today. It's one of my favorite library nerds, Dax Ritter from the Reference Desk. Welcome back to the podcast, Dan. And I am charmed to be able to sit down and talk with you one more time, Dax. Now, I know you are moving on to bigger and possibly better things in your life, (laughs) but I had to have you on the podcast one more time to thank you for everything that you've done for patrons uh, while working at the reference desk and for all the good times that we've had judging books by their covers, which is one of our favorite pastimes at BWPL. Um, taste testing Pringles and talking about poetry, which was one of my favorite pastimes as well, that not a lot of people get into. You <laughs> get into it. So um, you are going to be greatly missed here at Peter White. Um, but before we get too sad about your imminent departure, Dax, we have to play another game of Word on the Nerd. You know how this works. I'm going to ask you three library nerd questions and you have to answer them for listeners. So Dax, are you ready to play? Word on the nerd. I'm beyond ready. Let's do it. All right. So Dax, this is going to be a game of would you rather. Hmm. I'm going to ask you three would you rather questions and you have to truthfully answer them for listeners. And since we will be saying goodbye to you soon, all of these questions today have to do with funeral rituals from around the world. Funeral rituals. Are you ready for this? That's appropriate. I'm here. Okay, so here's your first question. Would you rather have your ashes turned into colorful South Korean death beads that your loved ones can display or be placed in a Philippine hanging coffin and suspended from a cliff? Both of those are actual practices. <laughs> the higher you are on the cliff, the more important you are, by the way, in the Philippines. Interesting. You know, I would go for the death beads only if they're colored. Okay. Yeah, they're colored. They're like beautiful things that people display them in their homes. Yeah. Yeah. No, I see, because I love the idea of uh, being dead and having people have to look at you all the time. <laughs> I think that's great. Okay. All right, definitely. I would go with the death beads too because one, I don't like heights that much. So even if I'm dead, I don't want to be suspended from a cliff. So, okay, we're both going with South Korean death beads. Okay, so now, as you know, the questions may get a little harder from here on out. So here's your second question. I think this is the hardest one for me. Would you rather follow the New Guinean ritual of cutting off the tip of your finger to display your grief? Or follow an ancient Brazilian custom of the Wari people of consuming their death. Like they're called death 
banquets. Yeah. Uh, do we get to like see them? <laughs> I have no idea what the worry people use, but it's either lop off the top of your finger to say, I miss you so much, or wow, I'm really hungry. <laughs> I have a feeling I'm not getting cardamom from Whole Foods. <laughs> Probably not. So, which one of these? I ran this by two other people, um, Andrea and Amanda from the Teen Zone. Yeah. One of them picked consuming the dead. One of them picked lopping off the finger. Hmm. Okay. Do I get to choose the finger? If so, if so, I'm going to give a I'm going to give a contingent answer. Uh, I will pick the lopping off the finger as long as I get to choose which finger. Okay. You can choose which all. finger. You you can choose just the tip, yeah, not, not the whole thing. Just like the tip. Just shave off a little bit of your finger. <laughs> By the way, Dax, I'm not going to shave off a piece of my finger after you leave just because I'm grieving for your loss. Well, I mean, it feels very insincere. <laughs> So so you can pick which finger you lop that off. So there you're going with the lopping off of the finger? Most definitely. Okay. Um wow. Um I'm a I'm a pianist and I play and I make money doing that. So I'm probably not gonna harm my hands. So I'm saying pass the barbecue sauce. Um, <laughs> you're looking pretty good to me right now. Instead of tasting the Pringles, yes. So there you go. As long as it's barbecued, a little ranch on and Aunt Clara, and we're all good. Okay. All right. Here we go. Last question, Daphne. Would you like to have a Tibetan sky barrel where your body is left on a mountaintop for animals and birds to scavenge, or celebrate a Taiwanese funeral with funeral strippers in electric flower cars? Hmm. And I'm talking like real strippers, pole dancing strippers and electric flower cars and everything, which, which was really popular in the 1980s, 1990s with um, mob bosses and stuff oh. in the Philippines, yes. That's fascinating. Oh, yeah. And they would actually, they would do the parade with the body and the strippers, and then they would actually go to the burial site and the strippers would be there doing their thing too. <laughs> So, okay, I do love the juxtaposition of life and death there. Yes. That's good. Um, <laughs> I, I, I like that. I like the kind of appropriateness of the, of the funeral. Uh, on the other hand, hmm. <laughs> Maybe this was the hardest yes. question. See, I, I thought this one would be easier than the other one. But, but see, if you do the sky burial, right, you have to have someone who's close to you, I would assume, bring you up there. Bring you up there, put yeah. your body out for the vultures to have. Hmm. That's kind of fun, honestly. <laughs> the, fact that, the fact that, you know, after my death, someone would go and, like, climb the Himalayas or something because of me. And and do that and yeah. give back to the, the world, you know. So it's very... I think that's a much more green and ecologically friendly way of doing things. Which is why I do it, of course. Right, yes. of course. But come on, strippers at a funeral. I mean, uh, you know. Yeah, that's pretty good, actually. <laughs> Maybe they could still, like, just hire strippers. Well, that's true. And, you know, here's the thing. I really want to know where they got the electric flowers. <laughs> because these are, like, I haven't seen a picture of them. I tried to find a picture of them, but they were, like, neon flower electric cars that they were in. So... Anyway, that would be really fun. I would like to drive around one, not strip in one, but drive around in one. That would be kind of fun. So, yeah. Okay, well, um, I will probably go with the Tibetan sky burial myself. 
Yeah. Um, just because I know my relatives would probably not appreciate cold answers at my funeral. That's so considerate. <laughs> I know. All right. Well, there you have it. We have come to the end of this farewell edition of Word on the Nerd with Dax Ritter from the Reference Desk. And now, Dax, it, the time has come to find out what is on your library nerd mind today. It's a little segment we like to call The Word. All right, Dax, what is on your mind today? Now that I've given you this plethora of funeral rites, you know? Well, kind of appropriate, because <laughs> honestly, what's on my mind today, because see, I'm, I'm going back to well, uh, well-trodden paths for me. Okay. Um, I'm really interested in the library selection, which is actually a lot better than I would have expected, mm -hmm. of uh, Umberto Eco novels. Oh, um, Umberto Eco. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Um, in the name of the rose. Oh, yeah. Composed pendulum. Yes. yes I love oh, that one. Yes. Yeah. Most <laughs> definitely. Uh, the, now, the one that I am currently reading, um, I think we have it upstairs for some reason. Uh, is uh, Baudolino, which is about mm -hmm. um, so it's 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 a it's a fictional story, but it uh, it takes place. It's the the framing the, uh, the you know the, the framing narrative is in the uh, set in the Fourth Crusade. Okay. Um, the 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 eponymous uh, Baudolino uh, rescues the Byzantine chronicler, who's a real person, uh, uh, Nikitas Coniates. Um, who wrote about the, the, the sack of Constantinople and all that, and recounts his life stories. And it's so I really like this because it is a cool uh, uh, medievalist mm -hmm. uh, exploration of the world. You know, it uh, shows kind of how the world would have been perceived by people at the time. Mm -hmm. You know, he goes off on a mythical search for the kingdom of Prester John. Um, he uncovers all these mythical creatures. Some of them are classical references. Some of them come from Christian mythology. Uh, there's Gnosticism, there's uh, all sorts of kind of uh, uh, esoteric lore and all that kind of stuff. Right. It's a fun time. Oh, it's a fun, and you said it's on the second floor? Yeah, it's in, it's in, uh, it's in adult nonfiction. There is a good mixture. Oh, it, oh, so it's a mixture of nonfiction and fiction. Yes. Okay. Yes. Which yes. is pretty much describes most of Umberto Eco's books. Oh, yeah. So. Yeah, it's uh, it's uh, now the a, a large uh, struggle in the book is centered around uh, the death of uh, Emperor Frederick Barbarossa, uh, and this is a real yeah yeah. Right? <laughs> uh, red beard. Is that what I, I love that. Yeah. 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 <laughs> and uh, uh, oh my God, yeah, no, it, and it's great. This isn't like a historical mystery. This is like a I think the term is like um secret history. Okay. Uh, the idea that you know. Uh, Oh, what was written down was actually false. You know, there was there was an entirely different story uh, that, that that was that was really under 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 going uh, beneath our eyes. Yeah, it's, it's so interesting. You know, I always find Echo. I mean, when he was alive and was publishing, but I always found his book so fascinating because I mean, the the amount of research oh. and the amount of sort of esoteric knowledge that I had no idea about. Mm -hmm. Um, it, it's just so full of. It. I mean, he was he was a really great writer. Nice. I mean, he could have easily been just a historian or just a medievalist, but he was this kind of guy who was like, I don't want to do just that. I want to do all of it together at one time. You know, so I, it is so cool. And you know what? I really, I, I really wish he would have tried at least once. I really wish he would have written one of his books as a book length poem. Ooh. That would have been really good. And I have a feeling he could have done it. 
Um, but um, yeah, Echo is just a, is just an amazing writer. And you know, I, I don't think that he's read as much as he should be read. Sure. You know, yeah. um, I remember when In the Name of the Rose came out and really hit big, and everybody was reading it and everything. And I read it, and I really loved it. And then they made this terrible movie. Have you have you seen the movie? Oh. But yeah, it's Sean Connery playing the monk who's investigating the murder and everything. And mm, mm, no, I mean, I love Sean Connery. I love Sean Connery. I think that he was great. But um, Sean Connery is a medieval monk, like investigating murders at a monastery and all of this. And of course, when you make a movie out of a book like that, you have to jettison like 85 to 90% of all the other stuff that he throws in the books. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, it was a little disappointing. Don't don't bother with the movie. That's good to know. Yeah. Yeah. So, all right. Well, Umberto Echo, one of my favorite author names, too. Yes, you know, I, I, if I'd had the courage, I would have named my ch- my son Umberto, and he probably would hate me right now. Um, so it's not too late. He can still hate you. He, well, <laughs> yes, I'm I'm expecting it. I I here's the thing that I tell everybody: I don't save up for a college fund for my children. I save up for a therapy fund for my children. So, um, that's that's what it all goes to. Oh, I got a. Oh, here's another two hundred dollars for a therapy fund. Anyway, all right. Well, that is what has been consuming the mind of Dax Ritter from the reference desk today. However, we can't let you get out of the nerd clubhouse just yet, Dax. First, we have to get another book recommendation from you. Something that you think listeners should immediately run to the library and pick up off the shelf. All right, Dax, what else have you been reading that's good? Anything at all? I saw you had Sartre for a while I there. I don't know if that's a good recommendation for people. It's not. That was also an interlibrary loan, to be fair. Okay, all right. Yeah, I was, wow, you went out of your way to get Sartre. <laughs> not a lot of people will admit that, but go ahead. They, they should be ashamed. <laughs> all right. Uh, ooh, I would say a good recommendation from our library. Um, oh, it can be a movie too that you've watched, or you know anything like that. Uh, let me think. I would go for. I was really enjoying uh, this. Uh, it was. It's. It, so it's a historical work. Okay. Um, uh, it's a it's literary work, but it is on what was it? The early Germans. Uh, it's a. It's a kind of old piece of scholarship, uh, but I find that that's fun to read in and of itself. Um, it talks about uh, really old archaeological data, um, conclusions that we can draw. Apparently, people used to build their villages in, in a radial uh, construction uh, so that, you know, each house or hut or whatever is kind of uh, uh, facing the sun in different directions so that any time of day, uh, someone's home will have sunlight in it. Uh, kind of this um, weird. What was the title of the book? Oh, goodbye. Everybody is. You know, everybody's going to rush right out I and get this that. book. That's, I'm sure that's true. Oh, my God. I remember the book is good. Um, that, that's helpful. Yeah. <laughs> that's something like when you get that question at the reference desk, I'm looking for a red book. I know, right? <laughs> I'm entirely hypocritical here. Um, <laughs> oh, my geez. It's like the early Germans. But that's not the actual. I don't think it's the movie. I'm sorry. This all is- right. That's all right. That's all right. Here's the here's what I will tell you. Okay, it's a good book. I'm going to we're going to look it up and I'll put it in the show notes for for this particular episode. 
So if you're interested in Germanic architecture and history, you know, we're going to have a book that will just blow your mind. Just blow it. Um, I'm not sure I would go out of my way to read about Germanic architectural history, but... That's, you know, that's okay. That's how I sleep at night, knowing that I'm the one who does this. Okay. Well, you I'm know... Keeping the world safe. Thank you. You're keeping the world safe from, uh, from people who are using mm. German architecture or who aren't using German architecture. I don't know who uses German architecture anymore. Wow. Okay. This episode have got, has gone far afield from strippers at funerals to um, Umberto Echo's pendulum to Germanic architecture. So there you go. Um, that, fellow library nerds, is Dax's recommendation of something that you should pick up off the shelf. And we have come to the end of this farewell Dax episode of Library Nerds with Words. I want to thank Dax Ritter from the Reference Desk for being such a wonderful nerd to work with here at Peter White Public Library. It was always a pleasure um, seeing you here and it's so much fun. Um, and um, come back next week when I will be welcoming back to the podcast PWPL's communications coordinator, Andrea Marsh. Um, and then the, after that, I'll even give you a preview of the following week. The following week, we will have Kat from the reference desk. I'm not sure what she's going to talk about. Maybe Germanic architecture. We shall see. But until that time, everyone, stay nerdy. Thank you for listening to Library Nerds with Words, Peter White Public Library's weekly podcast, giving you the word on what's cool at the library. The theme for the podcast is Happy Clappy by John Bartman, used courtesy of Pixabay. This episode was written and produced by Martin Ackett's and sponsored by Peter White Public Library. Until next week, pick up a good book, listen to some good music, watch a good movie, attend a great event, and remember, library nerds are the coolest people around.